Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with my buddy, Thomas Dorian. Hello, friend. Tom Dorian. There you go. Sidekick. Yes, sir. Present. Wingman. Yes. It's so good to have you here. Thank you. Appreciate oh, that. You know what? Thanks for and, having me. And uh, um, we are going to talk about something exciting today. Always uh, exciting. It's. I love getting the emails. We. I do. Yeah, you do, yes. I, I, yeah, I you like, get them, well, you too. Always, here's what happens. He forwards them to me. Yeah, there you go. Well, and I want you to read awesome. them. they're awesome. They're awesome. So, uh, again... For those who want to email us here mm-hmm. at the Catholic Cafe with any questions or whatever, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Mm-hmm. We love your emails. Um, and periodically what I like to do um, is I, I like to uh, answer the emails on the air. Good stuff. So we have an email from someone named Eileen. She doesn't Eileen. tell me where she's from. It's okay. But uh, I imagine it's a nice place because she seems like such a nice person. Absolutely. So I'm sure it's a nice place yes. she's from. It's a nice name. She says... Deacon Jeff, today's gospel was about Jesus' baptism. So, obviously, she was mm-hmm. at the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, this is a you know uh, uh, email she just responded to based on hearing the gospel that Great day. Great stuff. She, She's paying attention. Today's gospel was about Jesus' baptism. Will you please explain to me, if Jesus was a Jew, why he was baptized? Were the Jews baptized in his time? He was baptized by his cousin John, who was also a Jew. My husband is Jewish and was never baptized. What gives? Mm-hmm. So, Eileen, um, we're going to try to answer that question today as best we can. Now, I, uh, Tom is a theologian. I'm not really a theologian. Um, he's, a, he's a donut Pause. theologian. He knows all about. That's exactly he's right. He's very, very holy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, very holy. With you hear that rim shot in the background there? Ba-doom-tsh, the yeah, cash register good. went off. Good. Another donut soul. Well-timed. So, um, I don't know. You know, we could go into all kinds of great detail. I'm not a Jewish historian. Okay. But I know what I know, and I'll tell you what I know. There you right? have it, yeah. And so we want to talk about this idea of why, if Jesus was a Jew, why was he, why did he get baptized? Right. And, and also, question. And also, you know, John was a Jew, mm-hmm. and he started doing this baptizing thing. Mm-hmm. And now Eileen's husband, I'm sure he's a great man, uh, one of the chosen people, in fact, right? There you go. He's Jewish. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, he was never baptized. So what gives, she's asking. Mm-hmm. Now, I can I can answer a specific question. She says, will you please explain to me if Jesus was a Jew, why he was baptized? We'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a second. But were Jews baptized in his time? Mm-hmm. Now, the reality is there was no formal baptism. In fact, John the Baptist was really the first Jew to come along and say, hey, you know, setting up a stand down there in the Jordan River saying, hey, come on, uh, we're baptizing here for the remission of sins. Right. Now, I don't know if anybody else did it, and there might be some great Jewish historian that says, um, oh, yeah, this this great uh, rabbi or whatever did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say a couple of things that I know. One is that really this idea of baptism mm-hmm. was sort of um, foreshadowed, mm-hmm. right, in the Old Testament. Right. And so we can read in the Old Testament, and we can see that God was intending to use water. I mean, we can look at it from... Um, just the idea that God would save his people through water. Remember, how'd they get, how'd they get away from Pharaoh? Through the Red Sea. That's exactly right. He saved them through water. Right. Uh, think about uh, Moses. How did Moses 
uh, when, when he was a child to be put to death, how was he saved? Oh, floated him down the river. Floated him down the river, saved yeah. through water. How did how did God cleanse the earth? Yeah, right. Fill us in with flooded it with yeah. sin. You know, so, so we look at that and go, well, wait a second. So God is is planting seeds here all along, and then also some of the great prophets mm-hmm. will will tell us thing and things. And here's Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel, and his the thirty sixth thirty sixth. I can say that. Chapter Easy. right mm-hmm. um, of of his book, and he and he he's speaking thusly. He says, "I'm starting at, at verse uh, looks like 25, 23. I will prove the holiness of my great name, profaned among the nations, in whose midst you have profaned it. Thus the nations shall know that I am the Lord," says the Lord God, "when in their sight I prove my holiness through you." For I will take you away from among the nations, gather you from all the foreign lands, and bring you back to your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you and cleanse you from all your impurities. And from all your idols I will cleanse you. I will give you a new heart and place a new spirit within you, taking from your bodies your stony hearts and giving you natural hearts. I will put my spirit within you and make you live by my statutes, careful to observe my decrees. You shall live in the land I gave your fathers. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. And how beautiful that is that Ezekiel really, you know, he's, he's helping them see that one day God is going to use water right. to save. Yeah, he's describing baptism there. Right. In a way, you can see right. the connection, mm-hmm. right, um, that this is a prefigurement of, of, of baptism. Right. Right, and then also there's another one in Isaiah. We read in uh, the 55th chapter of Isaiah, starting in verse 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and return not thither, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So here we see, again, like the rain that comes down mm-hmm. and it has a purpose and a meaning, mm-hmm. the water that comes down and the word of the Lord will make it prosper. Mm-hmm. Right? When we think about baptism, when we think about the water that is used in baptism and the word of the Lord. Right. Right? So the word spoken by the, the clergy uh, men, whether it's a deacon or a priest or a bishop, whoever is baptizing, mm-hmm. those words have meaning and consequence to that person who's being baptized. Sure. So this is this is the table that was set for the Jews many, many right. years ago. They'd all read this and are familiar with these scriptures. Right. Very familiar with this. Mm-hmm. So then comes along John, who's also a prophet, because mm-hmm. he's pointing the way, speaking the words of God, and pointing the way to Jesus. Right. Right? And so here comes John, and he sets up shop mm-hmm. and starts baptizing people. Mm-hmm. And so then there's this real connection now to water and the forgiveness of sins. Right. Right? And so then... What's interesting about that situation is that, well, yeah, so now Jews are being baptized. Right. Right? Now, it's not the same as the like a Catholic baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, I say it that way because Eileen's husband is not baptized. Mm-hmm. But the baptism of the Jews back then was for the forgiveness of sins. But even John recognized that that he was a he was the precursor. He was the, mm-hmm. the forerunner. He was the guy who's pointing to the next guy. Right. Who's so important? Right, right. He's the prophet, right, pointing to Jesus, and he even says that. Um, in if you look in Matthew and in Jesus's baptism, and you read in the uh, in the third chapter, and he even says in the eleventh uh, verse, he says, "I am baptizing you with water for repentance, 
but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So in other words, God is constantly setting the table and preparing us. Right. Right. He's, he's preparing us for something. Right. And so he was preparing the Jews. Mm-hmm. Remember, all the Catholics in the world, their ancestry is Judaism. Right. Yep. That's why we are so intrinsically connected to the Jewish faith. Right. The Jews are not some forgotten ancestors that no. we've, we that we disown. No. They're, and the Catholic Church still considers the Jews to be the chosen people of right. God. Yep. Because God, when God makes a covenant, he does not break it. He doesn't. Right? We break them mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> but yep. he never breaks his covenant. So he has selected those Jews to be those people. Now, when Jesus came along, though, this is why we baptize at this day, because we see this. And maybe there's a bigger question, and I know Eileen was specifically asking about Jews and why Jews don't get baptized. Mm-hmm. And I would say the short answer is because most Jews don't accept Christ as the Son of God, right, Right, as the Messiah. Right. And that's it's as, as simple as that. And again, no, no judgment there. Well, I just under, we understand the faith. Fact. Right. So this is why baptism to them, maybe they would do some kind of ritual washing. But again, right. speaking of ritual washing, that's, that's another way that God prepared the right. Jews for this very reality. Because the Jews always had, um, especially during those times, right before, in the, in the hundred or so years before John the Baptist even showed up, mm-hmm. there were ritual washings. Right. Right, ritual baths that were taken by, especially exactly by right. the priests. That's exactly right. In preparation for offering the sacrifice mm-hmm. and for other uh, things that they did, they would have there was a ritual washing. Right. There was a, a spiritual cleansing, but made um, uh, physical in the in the water that they would use to wash themselves. Right. And still to this day, we're connected to that because in our masses, that's what the priest is doing when he washes his hands. That's right. Wash away my iniquity. Cleanse me of my sin. That's You're what he exactly says right. when he's up there at the altar, right before the sacrifice is offered. Right. See, that's our connection with Judaism. Yeah. So that's why Jews, I mean, that would go to the synagogue, wouldn't have like a baptismal font. Right. Right. So that's the specific answer, I guess uh, you would say. But, um, but I would say a, a bigger question mm-hmm. that all people can can ask really is, why did Jesus get baptized? Because if, if John the Baptist was baptizing for the remission of sin, and we believe that Jesus, who is God, was without sin. He was like men in all ways. He was human in every way except for sin. Mm-hmm. Why, did he, why did he get baptized? Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a curious question because a lot of people will go, well, wait a second. I thought baptism was for the remission of sin. That's what John told us. Mm-hmm. And so why would Jesus then go and get baptized? Because he didn't need it. He's got to be giving us an example of some sort. Well, there are there are actually several reasons why, I, right. I think. Again, I'm not the theologian. Right. But I've got some ideas of why uh, why uh, Jesus got baptized. And they're very pertinent, I think, in our lives. But suffice it to say that when Jesus made that decision, he did it so in a way that uh, we need to pay attention to why he did it. Because it's a great question. It is. It's like, you know, why would you get your car washed if you just got your car washed? Right. You know, it's kind of like, well, my car is clean. Well, you better get it washed. Well, you don't need to get it washed. Right. Well, Jesus was clean. He didn't need to get washed. Right. Right. That's right. And so it seems to be a dilemma. However, it's not mm-hmm. because we're going we're going to talk about that on the other side of this break. Oh man, it's all I don't want to leave them hanging. There you, you go. Know, get them to come back. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes to talk about these very specific things. Before we do that, mm-hmm. uh, I'd love for you to uh, check out our website www.thecatholiccafe.com. Uh, also, I'd like for you to put in the, that's right, the Catholic Cafe. There you go. 
send me an email because you might you know be lucky like Eileen and get your email read over the air. Yeah. Uh, and um, and uh, to do that, send me an email Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzezemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Since the earliest days of the church, Mary, the mother of Jesus, has been a shining example of perfect Christianity and inspiration to believers throughout the world. After the course of her life here on earth was completed, Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven. For nearly two millennia now, she has demonstrated her intense motherly love for us all and her willingness to intercede to Christ on our behalf, offering comfort to those plagued by pain and sorrow. Take the case of a young African girl born in the Darfur region of southern Sudan in the early 1800s. We don't know her real name because she was bought and sold so many times that even she did not know her true identity. Her Muslim captors, who kidnapped her at age seven, named her Bakita. After many torturous years in slavery, marked by hard labor, unspeakable brutality, and even human branding, Bakita ended up in the hands of an Italian gentleman in the Sudan, who took her back, as a slave, to Italy. She served as a house mother to a girl who was being taught by nuns. As she interacted with the sisters and followed along with the child's schoolwork, she felt drawn to the Catholic faith. She found hope in the teachings of the church, but as importantly, aid and comfort in the protective love of the Blessed Mother. Just a few years later, the Italian courts freed her. For the first time since age seven and after so many masters, the only master she would now serve was God. Bakita entered the Institute of St. Magdalene of Canosa, where she made her profession three years later. She took the name Josephine Bakita. She loved her faith, and she flourished as a religious sister. She once said, Be good, love the Lord, pray for those who do not know Him. What a great grace it is to know God. Josephine always had a beautiful smile on her face, but inwardly she struggled with the scars of her captivity. On her deathbed, after so many dark and painful years as a slave, she started to let the chains of her memories drag her down. She pleaded with Mary for assistance. As she neared death, a great peace came over her, and she called out her final words, Our Lady, Our Lady. Her ensuing smile gave testimony that Mary did not abandon her in her final hour and would indeed lead her to the loving arms of her Savior. I'm Bess Drzezemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. and sitting here talking with Tom Doran, and we're talking about baptism. Eileen's email. We're answering Eileen's question about why Jews don't get baptized or right. why her husband's never been baptized, but why Jesus would get baptized. Right, right. You know, he was a Jew. He left us hanging. That's right. Well, you know what? We're going to go through a little list of things I like okay. to call the reasons why Jesus got baptized. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good list. Uh, and actually, these are, these are just my thoughts. I'm sure there's I like there are theologians and there's probably some kind of document somewhere that's on parchment paper written 
a long time ago, and it's like in the secret archives of the Vatican. It's, it's a much more elaborate and more well uh, uh, footnoted uh, reference. Yeah, exactly, than what I'm going to do here. But, you know, I'm a simple guy. Well, that's okay. That's and, why I like it. And I got some simple answers. And you'd already alluded to one of the answers. And I think one of the things we'll talk about first and foremost is to say that Jesus got baptized because Jesus is the consummate teacher. Right. Right. He came and he did things to to help us to see mm-hmm. what we're called to do and what we're called to be. Right. So he died on the cross mm-hmm. to tell us that we need to die to ourselves. Right. We need to put ourselves up there. He, you know, turned the other cheek. He suffered right before, especially right before his crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Right. The scourging of the pillar, all these things he did. Because they were examples of what we need to do, what we're called to do. Right. He prayed mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. many times in Scripture, and, and very, very profoundly and deeply mm-hmm. the night before he was uh, taken into custody. Right. right? right. And so in the Garden of Gethsemane, he you know, praying drops of blood to tell us that we need to pray. Sure. Right. He taught us to pray. He taught us the Our Father. He said, I'm teaching you. Mm-hmm. Right. And they used to call him rabbi, teacher. That's mm-hmm. what that means. And so... Him being the, the the great example, then if he wants us to get baptized, right? If he wants us to be baptized, then what better way to show us how important it is if he would do it as well? Right. It's kind of like, here's how you pray. Our Father who art in heaven. Well, here's how you get baptized. You get in the water right. with John the Baptist. He'll take care of business, right? I need you to baptize me. In fact, it's interesting, the account, because, of course, John was like, wait a second. Uh, I don't think I don't think I'm supposed to baptize you. You're supposed to baptize me, right? And no, he said no, no. You you, you need to, right? And it's if at, at verse 13 in chapter three of Matthew it says, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me. Jesus said to him in reply, Allow it now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. You know how beautiful that was mm-hmm. that uh, that he would say that. And then, of course, it says after Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened for him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And a voice came from the heavens saying, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. Right. So we see the story here and we and we real Jesus, Jesus comes right. to fulfill all righteousness, he says. Sure. Which, you know, people can argue about what does that mean exactly? Right. Right, but but in, in essence, it's important for us to see that Jesus wants us to be baptized. In fact, he told Nicodemus, you know, in John chapter three, uh, that that you know, unless you're born again of water and spirit, right? He, right. he told him he needed to be baptized. Right. So here's a rabbit trail question for oh, you. Oh yeah, we're going to go off on a, what it, immersion versus sprinkling. Oh yeah, that's an interesting. He you was know, immersed. That well, now you say you that could, you could argue you could argue that he was right. And then you can say, well, we all should do that because remember, he's the teacher. Right. Right, so it says specifically in the scriptures, it says he came up out of the water. Right. Right, right now, right. let me, so the, the short answer is baptism is valid, whether it's right. full immersion or infusion or pouring, right, mm-hmm. or even sprinkling. Okay. That canon law would tell us that all three of those are valid forms of baptism, right? The water can be done in all three different ways. Because mm-hmm. what's most important is that water is used and then the words Mm-hmm. Right from that prophecy in Isaiah that the words would come forth and God would have uh, efficacious 
uh, authority in those words. So when the priest or the deacon or the bishop would speak those words, they would have effect in those, you know, so the Trinitarian formula is used, I baptize right. you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So as long as those words are there, mm-hmm. right, the form, and the, as long as the water is there, the proper matter, it's a valid baptism, regardless of how that water comes to you, okay. whether it's sprinkled on you or splashed or poured or, or you're dipped all the way down. Now, specifically looking at that past passage of Jesus coming up out of the water, mm-hmm. people think that they have this picture of Jesus raising up out of the water, full immersion. But I would posit that if you were in uh, you were in a river that was only a foot deep, a stream. You've been in a stream before, fly yeah. fishing, Tom, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. You stand in there, and I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the shore, mm-hmm. right? I'm on land, looking at you. You would even if you're standing there ankle deep in the water, I'd say come up out of the water because you're going to come up on the shore. You still come up on. You come up. So don't get. Don't don't fall into the trap of thinking. You'd be a great lawyer, man. Yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> I can argue some anything. Good spin right there. It's just something to think about. A lot yeah, of people don't realize they think that verse means he was fully immersed. It's like yeah. it might. Yeah. He might have been fully immersed, mm-hmm. but the church would say that's not the important part. The important part right. is that you are baptized and that water is used and that these words, which is common sense, right? So nice rabbit trail, very good because yeah. a lot of people are probably thinking that Sorry. when they heard it. So Jesus did it as an example for us, mm-hmm. right? We're called to be Christ-like to do as he did, right? Right, and so that would mean that we would want to do that. Now, also, Jesus did it at the beginning. When he do it, he at the beginning of his public ministry. Right, and this is right. why, as Catholics, we we encourage um, infant baptism. Right. At the beginning of our public ministry. Yeah, that's good. Right? That's so right. to sort of start things off right, let's go ahead and get the Holy Spirit in here. Right. Let's get rid of all the sins. Right, and so let's let's take care of business and get us set. Because um, right. baptism is not just for the remission of sins. That is a very, very powerful effect of baptism. Right. Original sin and any sin that you've committed up to that point of, of baptism. So if an adult gets baptized, any, everything's washed away there. Right. Like Ezekiel said, he'll sprinkle clean water upon you. Right. right? And so that's, that's important. Remission of sins is a big part of this. Mm-hmm. But baptism is more than that. It orients us to God. It, it sends the Holy Spirit upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it consecrates us. Right, and and we are forever then a child of God. Yeah, we're adopted. We're adopted. We're adopted brothers and sisters of Jesus. We're adopted sons and daughters of right. God. We become members of a church. Right. Yep. Right, and so so it does all these things. Yeah, we're grafted into the vine. Exactly right. It's so beautiful, and so it's it's more than just the forgiveness of sins. Right, and that's an important aspect. A lot of people don't realize. Yeah. But Jesus does, by His example, call us to be baptized, and so He does this when He does this. He basically institutes institutes a sacrament, right? And we see this because he did it. We're called to do it, right? Right? And and we uh, we understand the effects that that come f- come from it. And now another um, interesting aspect and something I would say is that, you know, when Jesus did this mm-hmm. in this water, a lot of people, some of our tradition and, and and a lot of the church tradition would teach us that that basically he consecrated the water, he made the water holy. He purposed the water mm-hmm. and, and brought to fruition all the prophecies. Mm-hmm. He fulfilled the prophecies in helping water to literally save us. Mm-hmm. Right? Where where the prophets were saying, water's going to save you spiritually. Mm-hmm. It saved you uh, in, in a lot of ways, like through um, danger, right? Mm-hmm. Saving the Israelites through the Red Sea and Moses down the, the river, etc. But also spiritually water saves us. And that Jesus would be baptized in this water. Forevermore, water now will be looked at differently, not just as a soothing, life-giving um, uh, material on the earth, but something that would be used by God 
to spiritually save us, right. to have a real sense of purpose. So making holy the waters of baptism mm-hmm. is another way to look at Jesus' baptism. And, you know, I'm going to spend the last few minutes of our show talking about, I think, one of the, for me, mm-hmm. the most important part of why Jesus would be baptized, mm-hmm. right? When he didn't necessarily need to be baptized, mm-hmm. but he felt impelled and, and called, and he calls us to be baptized, why it's so important. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to reread what happened at the end of the baptism. Okay. And that is, again, this is, um, this is Matthew uh, chapter 3, and we're going to start at... Um, Okay, we'll start verse 16. All right. So verse 16 says, After Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened for him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And a voice came from the heavens saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Now, remember I said that we became adopted sons and daughters of God. But we also became adopted brothers and sisters of Jesus. That's true. Okay. And also mentioned that we are to be, we're called to be Christ-like. We hear that every day. Mm-hmm. You need to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. So now, okay. I know where you're going. So uh, good. Good. Because you're, you're a good holy man. No. Yeah. I think everyone else is trying to uh, suddenly realize, wait a second. This is, I know where he's going too. This is powerful too, and, I and, think. and that is this idea of being, if, if God loved his son so much and announced it to the universe... This is my beloved son with whom right. I am well pleased. And if we are if we are brothers and sisters of Jesus, adopted, grafted as you say in the onto the vine, right. and adopted into that family, what mother or father does not love their child, all of them, if they have if I got nine kids, right. I love them all. Right. Right? I love all of them. I don't just love a few of them or one of them. Right. Some of them get they test me a little bit. But I love them all. <laughs> and I would die for every one of them. That's how much I love them. Right. Well, we are now also God's children. That's right. We are beloved. That's exactly so right. So we say that this is my beloved son, and we think that's only referring to Jesus. Jesus wants to know in our baptism, we become God's beloved son. That's beautiful. Now, that's powerful, it though. Is, it Think is. Think about it, Tom. It is. I know. It's, man, overwhel- how, it's actually overwhelming. How many times do we go through life thinking, man, God can't love me? Right. Or I'm a sinner. I'm yeah. worthless. I'm dung covered with snow. Right. You know, that, that, that deep down inside there's something defective in me. Which is what the devil wants you to think. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Because I get, I get tested by that all the time in oh, my yeah. life. Yeah. Right? But it's it just does me so well to realize, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I've been baptized. I've been adopted. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm Jesus' brother. Right. I'm a beloved son. Right. And those beloved daughters out there as well. We're beloved. God loves us. Yeah. Those are the reasons why Jesus got baptized. Good stuff. You know what? Let's close in prayer in the words that Jesus taught us. Let's do it. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe. 
There's always room for one more at our table. 